The date is Friday, October 29th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. In this spooky Halloween episode, we're writing a scary story live on the air in the form of a horror movie. Sounds simple enough, but there are some core elements derived from our astrological charts that we have to keep in mind. So enjoy. Welcome, travelers, to the spookiest show on the internet encapsulating all things entertainment. You know what you love it. It's entertain this. Entertain this. <laughs> Welcome to a very spooky, scary Halloween episode. As always, I'm one of your intrepid hosts. I'm Count Alex Sula. <laughs> I'm Michael. <laughs> I'm Nick. And the fact that no one's <laughs> playing along makes me want to quit doing the podcast. No, that's great. Keep going. I love it. <laughs> I cannot keep I'm up dying. this voice forever. I, w- I wanted you to also have spooky characters that you were playing. <laughs> what would be my spooky character? I don't Can't come be a up. Vampire. I came that. up with, I'm already Count Alex Ula. So clearly <laughs> I'm already I mean, yes, a and. vampire. Yes, and. <laughs> So anyways, uh, I guess I'd be a werewolf. Okay. Yes, and. Okay. Please. You're a werewolf now. Name your werewolf and do a spooky voice. Uh, Well, it's a full moon tonight, but I'm not in contact with the moon. Okay, so uh, you're just I... like a person right now? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just a regular person. Okay, but if the great. moon hit me, <laughs> so what I'd be is a werewolf. your werewolf name? Oh, it's... um. Uh, uh, Toll House. <laughs> no werewolf. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. I am Count Alex Zula, one of the intrepid hosts of Entertain This. <laughs> and who might you be, third traveler? Third chair. <laughs> stranger. Oh, God, I don't know anymore. <laughs> Come on, come up with something. Shit, We're too am, far uh, into this bit now. <laughs> you can't pull out of it now. Out. Dr. Reese's is monster? I don't know. You're Dr. Reese's. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're Dr. Reese's monster, who they will forever mistakenly call Reese's. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Reese's monster? Tell, tell us about yourself, Reese's. I don't know. I'm big. Um, I don't fit in well in social social atmospheres. He's uh, <laughs> an awkward. <laughs> Are you made of dead people or possibly chocolate and peanut butter? You know, some days, some days. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not all the time, just some days. The fact that you aren't committing one hundred percent to this bit is a little insulting <laughs> to me, Count Alex Ula. <laughs> this is insane. Anyway, that's a three-minute cold open, so I think we did our due diligence. Oh, my face already hurts. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, thank you for choosing to at least spend an hour of it listening to our idiotic ramblings. And if you're listening in the future, just know that this is still an episode you can listen to at any point of the year. It just This is about the energy we bring to every episode, and it makes about this much sense every time. <laughs> Oh. So the Toll good house. news is was I <laughs> you're not uh, you're not being left behind if you uh, are just now getting uh, acquainted with Count Alexula Reese's Doctor Reese's monster. 
and <laughs> Toll House. <laughs> <laughs> the Because <laughs> Nick can't name an animal after anything but food, I've learned. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I have oh a dog named God. Toffee, a cat named Cookie. And now you're Toll House, the werewolf. To- Nestle Toll House. Toll yeah. House. Okay. <laughs> Toll House. Now you may be asking yourself why I'm holding an axe. Well, if our cold open didn't sell it, this is our spooky episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> you're just holding it menacingly like <laughs> there's i've got Wait. a gun it's in my hand but i'm never gonna mention it <laughs> no, it's the opposite check of Chekhov's gun, gun. Yeah. it's check on's gun mm. it's my check on <laughs> gun anyway um so we're gonna do a off. we're gonna do a special uh halloween episode today uh a sort of funeral for a friend uh from my perspective uh, because recently a podcast that I had grown to love decided to finally shut its doors and premiere its last episode this year. Um, that podcast is called Story Break. Mm-hmm. And mm. Story Break is a writer's room podcast where three friends attempt to uh, break a story over an hour in seemingly impossible uh, topics. Like they did one on uh, Jar Jar Binks. They did a Jar Jar Binks story. Ooh. Yeah, and they did one on, um, like, the Monopoly board game, but it's a movie. So Monopoly the movie. Oh, I like that. Mm. So they have a bunch of really great episodes. You guys should go listen to them. This is my shout out to them because we're about to completely steal what they do for the next hour as we try to write a horror movie of our own. Now, this is coming off the coattails of me, like, binge watching Halloween from 1978, Halloween from 2018, and the new Halloween Kills. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I just watched them. So now I'm like, oh, let's write a horror movie. (laughs) Uh, So that's what mindset I'm in going into this. But we have a couple of cool caveats that we'll get into. Before we do, uh, Michael and Nick, how do you guys feel about spooky, scary movies? I, I haven't seen a horror movie in probably seven or eight years. Wow. Okay. What was the last one? No idea. No idea. Okay. Uh, Go. (laughs) Just guess. Give me Uh, a guess. uh, um, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh God! What would it? Not a movie. It would have been, I think, one of the paranormal activities. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so we're at a bit of a disadvantage. One of our legs are broken. Michael's hasn't seen a horror movie since Paranormal Activity, but I think we could still use you in a writing room sense. Yes, I keep bringing. Yeah, f- he's good for bouncing things off. Fresh new perspective. We love that. Okay, that. Nick, where good. where are you at um, in this world? N- no, I don't. <laughs> We're not real big fans of horror in this okay. house. Um, There's no horror in this house. There's no horror in this house. No, no wet ass eyes. Is that that's amazing. okay? Sense. Anyways, um, I don't think I've really watched any horror movies in the past. Uh, well, I never really seek them out, but if they're on TV, you know, you, you click on it and then you immediately gr- regret mm-hmm. it. That's, that's pretty so much So have me. you guys not seen um, Midsummer? What? I don't even nope. know what that is. Oof. Uh, so Midsummer was a very popular horror film that came out. It kind of gave a new take to horror. Actually, believe it or not, Michael, The Green Knight is a horror movie. Technically. Yeah. Of sorts. Yeah. I, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put a frame around this. Okay. I don't like horror games to begin with either. Like Amnesia, Ooh, I do like a good game? horror game. Well, we will nope, we'll pull some inspiration <laughs> from horror games couldn't. as well. You finished. Uh, oh, what was that one that you just played, Nick? You played through it. It's based on SCPs. What's it called? 
You oh, control. control. Control is definitely a horror that, game. What? That was that was softcore horror. I'd That's say fine. psychological thriller. Yes, yeah, it was more of a thriller as opposed to like jump scare central. Well, I will happily captain this boat and and bring it into shore as we discuss horror movies uh, and write our own short horror film on this episode of Entertain okay. This. Wonderful. So, I said it, so that was the intro. So now we're nice. getting into the meat of it. So for so, the meat so, of it, go ahead. Yeah. So how how do we get started? How how do we yeah. even like start writing one? <laughs> so there are a couple. <laughs> how do we do a story? There are a couple ways that we could do this. We could blank slate it, which is like starting from nothing, or we can pull in our fact checker Chloe, and uh, she's got a pre set up prompt to give us an idea of a couple of mystery mouse tools we can use to help us get this horror film off the ground. She will explain further, but she's going to give us some things that we're going to have to incorporate into this script. Dope. Mm, I like okay, that. I like that. I like so, not having to come up with everything on my own. Let's 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 pull in <laughs> Chloe. <laughs> Chloe collected some survey data from us before the show started, and the fact checking that she's about to do is actually fact checking us. <laughs> fact yeah. checking. She's telling fun facts about us, the three hosts of this show. Hello, podcast. Hello. Hi, Chloe. <laughs> that intro slaps. It's pretty. I wasn't expecting great. it. I was like, <laughs> it had been a while, so I figured it was time True. to hit that old button. I was ready for it too. Good old Chloe intro. <laughs> So these prompts are, we can thank the Twitter account Magstrology, at Magstrology, Astro Memes for Evil Teens, which I thought was... I love that. They they created a kind of like tag yourself um, horror movie template where your sun, moon, and rising in terms of your natal chart will equal a subgenre of horror a setting for it, and then some additional element. Mm. So I, using your birthdays, which is classified information, Mm -hmm. um, I can provide a prompt for each of you. And if there's some astrology freak out there that really wants to, like, reverse engineer the math, you'll figure out their birthdays. But um, obviously some of the information is, like, where they were born and what time. Like, you're never going to find out. I think a simple (laughs) Google search uh, and Facebook search would give anybody... If it's on your Facebook, then. I think anybody can kind of figure out our birthdays if they wanted to. (laughs) So you can probably just go ahead and lay out our charts if you would like. But that's fair. Just our birth dates, not uh, not anything else. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question is, whose prompt would you like to start with? Let's do Alex's because he knows all the astrology stuff. <laughs> OK, let's do it. So, Alex, yo, you have an Aquarius sun. God bless. A Leo rising and a Gemini moon. The Leo rising is like bravery, right? Like Gryffindor? You're very brave and you're very outgoing and... I'm two-faced. You're very self-confident. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Dent. I, Which is clocks. all true. <laughs> no, in a good way. Okay, great. Um, Not a bad way. So, since your son is Aquarius, your sub-genre of your horror movie is sci-fi. Ooh. Ooh. So, we're... Okay, so we need to write this down somewhere. I'm gonna... We have... That should we be We have a way to do mine. it. Um... <laughs> I love so, sci-fi. So the way that we're going to do this is um, 
basically everything that Chloe is about to give us, we have to work into this film somehow. So this film mm -hmm. is going to have some form of sci-fi element. It doesn't have to be completely sci-fi, but it's going to have some form of sci-fi element involved. Okay. Yeah. Now your Leo rising, that's um, an element that the movie entails for you. It's the eighties. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. This should be so. <laughs> so, so, so so far, we're just writing aliens. Yes, so far. So far, yes. Okay. So, right. The last one's gonna kind of blow that up, though. If we All have right. two time periods, then we're gonna have to do like a flashback kind of a thing, like work in like flashback or time travel. There are no other time periods in the other charts. I don't know if you wanted to incorporate them all together or do each movie separately, but we're doing them all together. So that means this movie's taking place in the eighties. Okay. All right. 1980. It might get 80s. a little messy. Yeah. It's okay. A because each one has a setting. That's you know okay. I mean? We're going to, we're going to work it out. <laughs> okay. I love it. We'll do it. So you Put it in the blender. We'll mix it up. <laughs> your moon is the setting for the movie. Your Gemini moon is a college campus. Okay. So <laughs> some scenes are going to happen on a college campus, but maybe not the whole movie is how we're yeah. going to make that cool. work. An 80s college campus. All right. I like it. But sci-fi. So yeah. sci-fi 80s. They're doing college. some experimenting so the in Nutty the Professor lab. is my movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, I don't know if anyone would call that a sci-fi. <laughs> let's hear uh let's hear Michael and Nick's. Okay. Michael, your son is a Capricorn. Mm -hmm. So your subgenre is Haunted place. Ooh, a haunted so college campus, go. maybe. It's yeah. <laughs> the movie's right Most in itself. College campuses are pretty haunted, yeah. especially yeah. the ones along like the East Coast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those are spooky. Uh, your rising is Aquarius, so your element is that it's set in the future. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Future all right. <laughs> Which can mean future. whatever you want it to mean. Maybe it's five years in the future. <laughs> Who's to say? Your moon is Pisces. Okay, so hear me out. Hear me out real quick. Yes. What if what if we did a retro futuristic? We're, thing? I think we, we can't have to. start yeah. yet. We can't start yet. Oh, okay. So hear me Patience out. Let, let's let Chloe finish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your Pisces moon means that your setting is high school. All okay. right. Okay. So you've got a college and a high school. Maybe they're growing up in the movie. Yeah. Okay. I like I like where this like is going. It. Yeah. Like it's like uh like an it, how yeah. they're like two different That's chapters. Fun. Okay. Last but not least, Nick, you have a Leo son. So your subgenre is vampire movie. Ooh. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Okay. Uh, your Aquarius rising, which is also Michael's rising, adorable, uh, means that it is set in the future. So that one's kind of a double up. Yep. Yep. Okay. And you have an Aquarius moon. So your setting is a hospital. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That's all right. Chloe, do you, do you yeah. know your rising? I do. Give us your, have to give us your rising the... Uh, for the one that we're missing because Nick's and Michael is repeated because we need okay. all the tools we can get. Absolutely. These are mystery mask tools. <laughs> so I am a Libra rising, and mine was a trope, which is let's split up. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So at some point. Trope, trope but not cliche. Or uh, they're the same thing, interchangeable. Um, they have differences. I think they're subtle. Cliche seems more derogatory than mm -hmm. trope. True, true. So All I right. Know. I'm not an expert. So we're. Let's We're out. 15 minutes in already to our mm -hmm. hour-long podcast. I think we start the hour now, right? 
I think that would make sense. Okay. And I think yeah. because Chloe hosted last week and would usually be doing a quick this this week, we'll hold Chloe's quick this until next week. Yeah. Uh, I think and we'll devote good. this entire episode to this. Cool. 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 Sounds yes. good. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. Let's get this party started. All right. Have fun, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. You can explain all this to me later. <laughs> okay. So let's review yep. just before we get started. Here are the things that we have to incorporate into this movie. Mm-hmm. It has to be a sci-fi movie, elements of sci-fi, elements of a haunting or haunted place, yep. and elements of vampires. Yep. Okay? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the time period that we are, or the, 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 so she said it was like a, a sort of a cliche so like let's split up as a cliche. I guess future is also a cliche. Maybe it's yeah, not well, set it's... in the future. Maybe it's about people who are afraid of the future. Maybe it's about people who are maybe something like that. Okay. Um, because those aren't necessarily settings. They're just kind of elements to play with. So the yeah, future yeah. is an element to play with. Right. <clears throat> so it doesn't the, have to be the, the element of time passing, I think, is a good way to put it. Yeah. So like when you're a kid, you're like, you know, you're you're in high school, you're in college. Like you're afraid of the future. I know like at least for for me when I was in college um, and like people would graduate and they would come back and visit. They're like, it's like your life is like uphill, 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 uphill. And you see a general path to your future. And then you graduate high school or college. And it's just like flight, like fall straight into the real world where like nothing yeah. is known. Um, Mike, it is weird that your lights flicker during the Halloween yeah, episode. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's fine. And the lights will flicker it's, on yeah. and off. Okay, so we it's got... It's a haunted place. <laughs> so we got 80s, we got future, we got uh, let's split up. Those are our three cliches that we're going to be working into this movie that we're writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I guess shout out to uh, some nobodies who also does a very similar thing to this. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so our setting quote unquote or these are places that uh we have to involve in the movie and i think these are we can add other ones but these should be our three main settings is a uh, college campus a high school and a hospital okay all right college campus a high school so speed run let's run through everything we got we got uh sci-fi elements we've got um haunted house haunted place elements we've got uh vampire elements and then we've got 80s vibes, future elements, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, let's split up elements, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, and then finally, our settings that we're working with are a college campus, a high school, and a hospital. So that's everything. So, I just realized we're, we're basically just writing an episode of Riverdale. That's kind of true. <laughs> or yeah. Twin Peaks, if you would. Yeah. <laughs> Twin Peaks. Okay, so where where to start i think uh well correct me if i'm wrong i feel like we're writing about a group of friends yeah at the very least at the very least i don't think there is a group of friends involved here this is not the story of one person this is the story of a group of people yeah i think so i think so very like scary movie two-esque okay i like that Yeah, yeah yeah so um I like the idea of like following this group through like high school and college um, and mm. like having some sort of like uh, haunted some haunted place experience be like an inf- like the thing that kicks off this initial haunting 
that follows them as they go on throughout their life. So it's like a slow burn haunt. Okay. What if, what if on the college campus, um, we have like a, a sci-fi kind of mad scientist professor guy there. And he has a, a lab that they all take classes in. And, uh, I'm grasping for straws here, but what if, what if, what if the, um, there was something that their parents did back in the eighties that caused them to be haunted now. I think to make this easy, and I think this takes place in the eighties. This take, yeah, okay. Yeah. This I, can th- take I place think it in the 80s. can at least like the initial part take place in the eighties. I think of- the, the best way to work around us having both the eighties and the future that we have to work into this is it's about kids in the eighties who are worried about the future. Yes. Uh, I think the, how do you guys feel going off of what Nick said about the like sci-fi mad scientist at their college thing? How do you guys feel about going an invisible man route where it's like a science experiment gone wrong creates this thing? Creates the haunt because it kills. Maybe we don't want to go with the actual ghost ghost thing. Maybe. Maybe maybe his goal was eternal life through quote unquote vampirism, or maybe they have like project vampire, which is supposed to like grant eternal life. Uh, but it accidentally kills him and he, he gets eternal life, but through being a ghost. Or being a vampire, a vampiric ghost, if you will. Is that a thing? I don't think so. Somebody factored one or the other. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say this probably a couple of times, but that feels lame. And I don't want this to end up being like a lame thing that we're like, ah, <laughs> oh, that's good enough. Throw it together. Like, I want this to be like a vampire co- ghost. coherent. I don't think, I don't think that he can be a ghost vampire. What if, what if, what if the college professor is doing some like biology experiments in an effort to attain, uh, immortality or like, pursue that as like a scientific juncture but loses the experiment in some freak accident and that ends up causing something or other it creates like some vampiric entity uh that uh, is haunting over these children okay yeah but why are the children connected to this professor i think that they're students okay i was just asking i was just asking so here's so here's kind of where my mind first went when we first started this maybe we can break pieces off of it uh because we're going in a different direction but i had like an idea just at the beginning and we can Mm -hmm. break off of this uh so keep where we are right now there's a professor in a college and these kids who are following they're his students and they're doing the science experiment that maybe goes awry um but what i had originally thought was what if they're high school like a group of high schoolers who are like goths right and they they like want so badly to become vampires because like that's that's like everything that they could ever want is like eternal life and like everything's involved in death. But the beauty of death, blah, blah, blah. It's like these goth kids who want to be vampires and in trying to find a way to achieve vampirism, they go to the wrong place. Maybe they go to this college campus where they hear this uh, professor is working on eternal life. Right. And okay, I, I have a clarifying question to ask. Go ahead. Is our premise that we're trying to make like a like legitimately scary movie or is it to make like almost like a parody of scary movies? I think we're trying to make a legitimate (laughs) scary movie. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So I think I think there's some basic tenets of like horror movies that we need to like first establish. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So I think like one of the really important aspects of like having a good horror movie is having blank slate characters 
that the audience can put themselves into these character shoes to be the people experiencing the horror. Um, okay. I feel like another important one is having some, like having the actual horror be something ambiguous. Um, yep, definitely. That overhangs over top of everything until the last possible minutes for everything to just kind of resolve and for all of that tension to be like snapped. For someone who hasn't watched horror movies in six years, that is genius, Michael. That is absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah. Let's see. What else are some good good horror movie tenants? Um, I think just like a horror movie staple is like the couple who like are so in love and then you have to watch them be separated by this thing in the final act. Yeah, there it is. Let's yeah, yeah. Like creating conflict. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, creating because yeah. like the whole thing is like that you should be building this overarching ten- tension through the setting and through like the monster or whatever. The payoffs in the last like 20 minutes. Right. But like the real like conflict comes from interpersonal like interpersonal conflict between the group. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it could be like that. That classic ooh. thing in uh, in lab class where you have to find a partner. Yeah. What if we went like and this couple always finds each what other. What if right? we went like the full like uh, someone's on your side, Mike. Yeah, what's up? What's up, Patricia? <laughs> Nine on your side. <laughs> um, what if we went like, uh, what was the movie? The Thing? Where it's like an alien thing? thing that just like takes over people and it becomes the person. Yeah. Oh, possession. That's interesting. Yeah. And we have that be like some sort of like vampiric entity that takes over like one person in the group. And the whole like, yeah. the whole idea of the movie is like, who's the, who's the monster? Like, who actually is do, the monster? How do we feel about making it the professor? Let's do it. We see that coming. Yeah, I know? feel like it would be cool. I feel like it would be like more ambiguous if it was like one of the kids in the group. Okay. And maybe it could switch. Maybe it could switch between kids in the group. It's like, yeah, right, who's possessed now? So, all right, let's let's wrap back around to our core tenants. Um. I like this idea of vampirism. I don't think vampirism has to be like classic vampirism like we are aware of, right? No. Like yeah. vampirism just means feeding off of something, I think. The action or practice of being a vampire, sure. Uh, yeah. But vampires can like, um, they don't have to feed off of blood. They can feed off of like energy, like they're energy vampires or like yeah, they, can they can feed can off of like, like, like negative your emotions. soul, negative yeah, emotions, yeah. things like that. Um. I like this idea of a vampire who feeds off of youth. Ooh, yeah. And like especially that. if this vampire is like trying to if it has to like be inside of the character to uh like to drink their youth. So it's trying to stay with the group of kids so it can pass along its own vampirism. Yeah, without like without like fully draining its like easy source of food. Yeah. So like it's trying to get all the kids, and that's why kids are like disappearing throughout and they're like, where's where did the so and so go? Where did so and so go? Oh, they probably ran off. Oh, they're probably out like schmoozing or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. like you're wondering where these people are, and then in the final act, there are only two left, and you're like, Oh, this guy's not doing good. Or like we give hints of like, here's something that like is evidence of the vampire being inside of you or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you and can do the, it like the, the thing. vampire's the thing that's haunting over them the whole time yeah 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 so yeah you can make that be a thing like the the first week of class and in, in college everyone's there right but then as weeks go on more and more people start dropping out and you're like oh okay they were they were up too late last night partying or whatever but then 
It's like, uh-oh, these are <laughs> vampiric slaves of some sort, and they're being enter- energy so sucked. Our tool, our mystery mouse tool is haunted place specifically. So it's not just like being haunted. It's going to a haunted place. I think, Nick, what you were saying in the beginning that I said we should just set in the 80s. I think you're right. I think this is set in the future. I think the experiment happened in the 80s and the college campus was abandoned. And now these high schoolers are coming here. Oh, they're coming like an urban exploration because type of thing. Where the- then we got sci-fi from the experiment gone wrong that happened in mm-hmm. the 80s. Okay. Check, that's done. Yep. The haunted place, check, is the college campus, check. Yep. It's set in the future because we'll start the movie in the 80s and then go to the future where these kids now are. Uh, and they're going to go on this adventure where they have to fight this quote-unquote vampire who is sucking the... Uh, sucking the youth out of them now we have two more things one of them is going to be easy it's let's split up that's obviously going to happen uh partially through the movie but our last setting that we have to work in is a hospital right maybe maybe they could do um some sort of blood test on the kids and they're in a hospital because they're like oh why do i feel so drained all the time first thing the doctor does gives you a blood test right what are you deficient deficiency yeah yeah yeah, and then it's like, well, uh, there's nothing wrong with you. Your blood test results are fine. Um, I don't, any other comments? I don't on know. That? I almost like the idea <laughs> kind of like going to the hospital. Like after like they've figured out like something is wrong, like something that like we yeah. cannot figure out is wrong. So they go to the hospital to get like some sort of like test test done or something. And uh, I like the idea of that like probing from the test being like a trigger mm. for that climax where everything starts to turn to shit. Okay. Like, okay, that's good. So I, I do like that. However, uh, just so I can throw it out there and we can ditch it and go right back to this. What if the movie ends in the hospital? What's the, what is the absolute scariest thing of all mankind? How'd the Bible end? Revelation. Yeah. Oh, this thing has been locked in this college campus, maybe in a vial or something. Right. These kids get it and then they take it to a hospital and at the hospital where there were like five kids that this vampire could like feed on at the college campus, quote unquote vampire. Um, Now at this hospital, it's like endless food. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What if what if like. I don't know if I want to do a blood thing. Do you want to do a blood thing? Let's, let me ask a question real quick, because in a lot of the horror movies that I personally enjoy, the scary thing is just a known scary truth that humankind is always afraid of. Um, and it is a representation or a personification of that. Take like It Follows being a horror movie based around the idea of STDs. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. So it takes STDs and it, personifies it into a creature that follows you around sure right that passes between people yeah 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 Yeah. i would i would even say that like the 1978 halloween was sort of based around this idea of like teenage uh acts of sexuality um that are basically done um out of wedlock and quote-unquote sin you know, because he only attacks babysitters after they've engaged in some sort of a physical uh, relation with a male of some sort, right. at least in that movie. Mm-hmm. That's when Michael Myers comes and, you know, does the stabby stab when that's right. happening. It also has a lot to do with like <laughs> trusting 
because a lot of people when they see Michael Myers, they they don't go, "Hey, that's Michael Myers. We should run." They're like, "Oh, hey, you're so and so. Oh, you're my friend. Oh, you're just <laughs> you're the pizza you're delivery just a guy, guy under my sheet, like so and so and so and such." You know? Yeah. So there's the point is is that most horror movies have this like core fear of human beings that is true and there at all times, true and present yeah. at all times, and that's what makes it scary. So if we take our idea of what we had, right? What can we say this vampire represents that is the basis of human fear or is one of the basis of human fear? Uh, hmm. I think we could. It could be cliche and say like the unknown. Or we could do like the fear of aging. Um, that's, that's a, a good very one. good yeah. one. Like, yeah. So like we could have it so that way like the people who the vampire is like inhabiting, uh, they like rapidly age or like they just age at like an accelerated Ooh. rate. As their and, youth is yeah. like taken from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like a like a, a Benji, Benji Button situation. I really, <laughs> I really like that because there's a lot of fun things we can play with there for sure. Yeah, like especially okay. if they like if they if they get this when they're like kids or something. They're like it, a lot of the symptoms could be passed off as like oh they're just going through puberty early or like oh this person's mm-hmm. developing soon like very quickly and so, it's like oh the the person's like. 13 and is balding like and has a mustache like that's so do we think this movie leaves the college campus i didn't think it did i thought it's it all stays on the college campus until the end where like maybe two people escape could could it be could it be that the college campus is abandoned yeah and nobody goes there anymore and they could be like this kind of trendy urban explorer troop where they go into abandoned places and they're like, oh, I bet this place is haunted, herp derp, um, or something like that. And like, that's, that's a, what is that called? Uh, red hair. I like the idea maybe? of them being urban explorer YouTubers because at the end of the day, what is YouTube but trying to like create your own legacy and like document your own <laughs> existence? So, so, that- so are we, are we saying this could like pretty easily be like a found footage film? Ooh. Ooh. I wasn't, that's good. but now I am. Yeah. Yeah, I think this could very like easily be everything. the next like Blair Witch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's I think I that that's fair to say. I think that found footage is something that was like overused for a long time, but nowadays isn't used as much. I think this is found footage, Come Michael. Back. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's a good premise. Found footage, um, cell phone cameras and ring lights and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like like almost. Oh, this could also be like an ARG where it's like. Uh, all of this stuff is like sequentially posted to like TikTok or something. You're right. It could. And then yeah. what's, what's going on here? Yeah. Okay. And then so Alex will figure so it I out. Like, and- <laughs> so, okay. I think we have enough that we can start like scene by scene, hashing this out, start, start getting pen to paper. Yeah. I think this starts with like flickering projector, like old eighties, like movie from like a super eight camera. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry for anyone listening who, when I said old 80s film, got sad. I know that some people probably did. Um, but like... Some people like film. You can like leave. Super, like Super 8 camera, right? Mm-hmm. And it's okay. the professor doing the experiments. Um, and what they're trying to figure out is like... It's it's that eternal chase for like endless youth. It's the philosopher's stone, you know? Um, yeah. They're trying to crack the case. And it is a... Uh, it is a professor and his group of students in this college campus, and they're going over the science of stuff and talking about like how this creature works and how it's a symbiotic relationship between host and 
uh, creature and it keeps you young, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it works like, for a while. I like the idea of this being like those segments from Control Nick where it's the professor like explaining what this is supposed to do. Oh, God. Yeah, I love yeah, this. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Casper Darling when he's like, hey, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's like him trying <laughs> to like going on. present through this film with his students what this is supposed to yeah. be, what it's supposed to do, presenting it in nothing but a positive light. And then it's yeah. just like cold, cold, like fade to black. Like, or they do like the the fade out music like the fight song from the college at the end and it's super like crackly and yeah, yeah and it's okay. then it like goes into like this the school was abandoned like in da 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 and the pro- and the project was abandoned along with it so i yeah government funding got pulled for whatever i reason. was stuck on this i was stuck on the creature because i didn't know what the creature was or how they got it i think oh it's a creature now i okay. think hear me out i think this like mystery liquid vampire creature that they're dealing with in the future I don't think that's what the experiment was. I think the experiment was an actual like potion vial, a formula that makes Mm -hmm. you young. Right. I think the professor takes it and I think it works too well. I think it makes him young, but then it starts draining his life and slowly the professor becomes this beast right it becomes this like sludgy symbiote looking like goo ball yeah like no one no one volunteers for his experiment so he uses it on himself or even the whole class volunteers and maybe the monster is more than one maybe there's like a whole like that's why this place is abandoned is because they couldn't eradicate like this class of goo monsters who are like are sucking the youth out of people because that's what this formula implants in you is this need to like feed off of being young i almost like the idea of like they all took it as almost like a cult-like situation like a doomsday cult situation and what it ended up doing is taking them all and turning them into this like prenatal goop that had to gestate and grow back over time and the only way that they found uh to be like their younger selves again were to um basically become symbiotic with another host and then they were able to control that host body until it was completely fed through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So suppose this: what if what if it wasn't goo, or what if it was like a black sludge mold? I love that type of thing. Yeah, I like it doesn't have to be situation. goo. So that, yeah, yeah. I like mold yeah. for sure. I like the idea of like mold. Mold is everywhere. Yeah, like mold. When you mold is something in, that could easily be in an abandoned college. And here, the yeah. other thing is, we only need one of these kids to be infected by this quote unquote mold for like the spawn to place themselves in the in the mind of one student and for that mm-hmm. student to trick all of the other students into also becoming inhabited by these mold creatures yeah yeah like a double dog dare you to leak that petri dish over so there. i, Something I like think that. it's gonna yeah. come down to uh i think it's gonna start with them introducing this like formula i think it's gonna be like a presentation to a board i think the board's not going to approve for human testing even though they think they're ready uh, I think the professor actually is going to get fired because of the moral reasons why human testing shouldn't have been granted to this like experiment. Mm-hmm. And in getting fired, I think okay. we're going to have like a found footage kind of weird dead poet society moment where the class is like, well, we stand with you, professor. If they don't want us like testing on humans, then we'll test it on ourselves. And like they all take it at once. Like and the professor's like so happy that the professor takes it. And then we see like them documenting how it's going for a little bit until like it starts going terribly wrong. And then I think at that point 
where lights up on whoever our main quote unquote character really in, in most horror movies this would be the survivor who we start the right. film off with so uh yeah. we'll just i almost i almost like the idea of like instead of like directly showing like time after time after time just having like a fade to black immediately after they take it and like leaving that whole situation of what they become becoming like something super ambiguous yes i do uh, like yes. that yeah, so that way it's like you basically are just like then taken directly into this found footage section of like high school YouTubers going into this abandoned building. And it's like the whole you know that there's something bad in here. Like, yeah, you, you know, something bad happened in here, but you don't know what it is. I do like that. So let's just let's yeah. mark off some characters uh, for our main group. I think we're going to have uh, a main do. I think a main guy because. I don't know. Because you just need a main no, guy. No, we don't need that's, a main guy. It could be a girl. I mean, if we wanted to. <laughs> could be. Um, the reason main I person? say main guy is because I like the idea of this starting with like a guy turning on a camera and his friend's the one who's like talked him into this. So like uh, another idiot's like sitting there on the floor, like sleeping and he's like turns on the camera, he, like kicks the kid. Right. Yeah. He's like, wake up. Like, we got to go. We got to go right now. Like my my parents are coming back in town like tomorrow. We got to go tonight. Whatever. So on and so forth. And so these are these are high schoolers. I think right? these are high schoolers, well, but I think they're younger high schoolers. I don't think they're seniors. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, and like the, yeah, the thing with the that. found footage maybe too is like the survivor is usually also the cameraman. Like, so it would be the person behind the camera who is our main person. Yeah. Suppose it was the person we could we could even say it's filmed by selfies. You know? Yeah. I think because there's I I don't think there's a cameraman. You could actually just have the the phone out like yeah, you I could like the idea that. of yeah. us like just having option. like the portrait that like as he turns it it like turns to a landscape like on the go. like movie screen like it's portrait and then he turns in and it like switches like an iphone does to landscape yeah. that animation and he's like filming his friend and he's like come on man we got to get up like we got we got stuff to do and it like cuts to them like riding their bikes um just like choppy editing like switches straight to them running their bike riding their bikes up to like this a group of people like sitting on a porch and it's like they're it's like a goonie style group right. of kids yeah and you could even uh have if you wanted to have a survivor out of this whole ordeal it could be the phone itself yeah yeah because yeah. it's the, it's the thing that's like it's going to be the only thing that survives this obviously it's just not organic mm -hmm. right it's just this thing that's always recording and you could have like the end scene be a phone dropping on the, the floor and you hear screams in the background or something we like that. We have to make it clear that these are YouTubers and like urban explorers. So I think that also happens in that first scene. They're like, he's like mm -hmm. showing the like view count to his friend. He's like, see, look like, and then like we, we were like hiking up this like water tower and like, look, check out this video. And like, he's showing videos to him on his computer. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like, he's like, yeah, we could totally film one of these. Like, yeah, totally. Let's do it. And then they go and meet up with the rest of the group of people. That mm -hmm. way we get that exposition. Um, so they get to this group of people. I think there are five. I think there are uh, three guys, two girls. Thoughts? Yeah, sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> okay. I'm sure they're all going to have names and backstories and sure. all this. I think, uh, I think we now. have the two friends, right? Uh, we have mm -hmm. the our camera guy is kind of shy, kind of geeky. Um, but he's friends with this like loud mouth kind of dumb guy. Who's like, oh, he's like lovable, but he's dumb, like, and he's loud. Those are the things right. we know about him so far. Um, <laughs> and he's a basic YouTuber. So. And then we've got two girls. We've got the like nice, sweet, caring one. And then we got the mean one, of course. 
like the mean not like mean as in like mean girls on broadway yeah like mean like she's just like says what she wants doesn't care what people say mean right yeah like we could definitely pull in like youtube like youtuber tropes oh yeah 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 and then i think what's up you guys i think (laughs) there's our trope there you go (laughs) i think the other kid is a younger brother and I think his problem is like he never pays attention. He's always on his phone. He's like playing Minecraft. He's playing Fortnite on his phone. <laughs> I love that. Ooh, and I like him being like the like kind of a like a uh, what was that movie about the the monsters that like reacted to sound with uh, Jim from The Office. A quiet, yeah. quiet place. Kind of like I like the is idea of like a quiet place situation where it's like the tiny little younger brother becomes like the first victim. <laughs> Because he's it's like just, just not just paying attention. I agree. Or, yeah. 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 And it like I like I like the idea of setting out. up this relationship between like where it's like a brother and a younger brother where it's like they actually have a very good relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of thought it was going to be the nice girl's younger brother. Sure. I don't know. I was just throwing things out there. <laughs> yeah. Could be yeah, yeah could be, but I like the idea of there being like the strong <laughs> sibling relationship for that to be like ripped away in the beginning. Okay, I think we do there have you. to make these older kids, especially with the whole like draining youth thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I like it no, better that kid. they're young because then the like I like this scene where the, the nice girl's younger brother is the first to like get caught, right? Yeah. And he's aged to now be older than everybody else. Right. Oh yeah. Right. And like at first it's like a almost like a almost kind of like a shazam situation where it's like whoa it's so cool what happened like whoa like and then it's just like he slowly just be like deteriorates like the wrinkles get pulled back and like some more and more sunken and it's like he starts losing his hair developing like splotches on his skin his teeth start falling out and yeah how do we feel about instead of showing his transition he wanders off and they're looking for him and that's like a big plot point and then one of the yeah. rising actions is that they find this old man and they're like who's this old man and he like can't remember anything he doesn't know where he is he's like geriatric yeah. um and they're like trying to help this old man they think like he's a homeless guy or something and then at the end of it like when he finally fades to dust and like bursts into literal spores because that's i, I imagine how this yeah. has traveled um, his clothes fall to the ground and like his phone with his like Super Mario case rolls out of his pocket and they're like, oof, oh shit. Like, yeah, this was yeah, yeah. and that so and so losing losing the little brother also does like provide good motivation for them to stay in the school. Yes. And that's going to be another huge thing. And the school is also the place where we're going to get a lot of the exposition, because I think a lot of the stuff is going to be left from the 80s where like all of the writings on the wall and like. Uh, different like recording apparatuses that they can play through and stuff like that. This would be a really good video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Ooh. So we got these characters and they're all going to go on this urban explorer thing because they're all chasing clout, honestly. Um, yep. And I, I think the two girls, <laughs> I go. think There's the two girls are TikTok Great. dancers, honestly. Um, they gotta I be think they're like dancing on a... <laughs> kicked open inspiration from us i think this is like uh i think this is like their halloween special right they're trying to get clicks by doing a halloween special so they're like that's too meta stop it we're gonna go to this haunted campus 
<laughs> Sorry, right? I just thought about like the survivor like killing the monster in the end and just like Fortnite dancing over his dead body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing the floss. What if the little brother can't stop fucking Fortnite dancing? And they're like, please. <laughs> oh no. I think there's definitely gonna be a couple dabs in here. Anyway, um I don't know. I feel I feel like if like for a reality situation, like making this movie actually good. You have to make the little brother like you have to make it so that like he feels like you want to protect him and you want to like love him and you just want to like keep him safe in yeah, those like I think first few minutes. I honestly think he's thanking like the older people. He's like, thanks so much for letting me come. I know it's like not great. Like, I think yeah. like he's thanking them for all of this. Yeah. Like he's the opposite of like an annoying little brother character. He's like, yeah, he's actually like, super appreciative to be a part of this group. Yeah, yeah, and everyone in the group like really likes him. Yeah, and I think our nerdy, yeah, I think our nerdy times, kid has a crush on the nice girl, and he's trying to get in good with the brother. So he's like watching him, like keeping him on his arm, like and like there's this really nice relationship between those two. Yeah, the nerdy kid's also the cameraman, correct? Yes. Okay. I think there are going to be some selfies here. Um, so they continue on. I think our next scene's probably going to happen in like a library of some sort, and I think that's where they're going to like point out like the a big map sprawled out on a library table right and they're pointing out all the places like that they've already recorded and they're like there's only one left it's our white whale and he's like no it's not we can't go there it's not safe he's like it's our last one like it's the last one in this town that we can do like we've done everything else we have to go to the campus like we have to go to this college mm -hmm. campus he's like there's security there like they're constantly watching the place there's like barbed wired fences that we're gonna have to crawl through and like all this stuff and i think we get like an oceans 11 kind of plan to <laughs> break into oh, this yeah. campus but like but like in a shitty kids way yeah in yeah, like yeah. a shitty kids way yeah uh and of course it, it goes it goes exactly how you would think it would they sneak in they like almost get caught by the guards and we have that like found footage where like the guards like shine the flashlight he's like hey hey stay out of here get out of here you freaking kids you know whatever yeah, yeah. um Maybe it's a Halloween rite of passage to sneak into this place. Maybe that's why they have to go to the college no, campus. No, I feel like if it was a Halloween rite of passage thing that someone would have already run into yeah. this and it'd be a bigger problem. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be like no one's gone in and done this. Like we got to be the first ones. Yeah. Or maybe like every Halloween they've recorded one of these videos or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that okay, or it like could that. just be like it could just be the notion too of like a bunch of kids like wanting to become popular on the internet so they go and do something stupid. <laughs> That sounds like really that familiar. Oh. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure why. That's <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. I think where, so. They sneak in. Yeah, where did we leave off? Mm -hmm. They got the kids. They sneak in. Yeah. All right, they're sneaking in. They make it in to this. Uh, we only have ten minutes left, so they make it no, into. We, we got twenty five minutes. 25, we still yeah. got twenty five minutes. Yeah, minutes. Yeah. Great. You, so, you can do a so recap like, for the people that are ADD. Sure. For the like people me. who are ADD, let's do a little recap. You <laughs> forget so, what we're talking about. I want to. I want to name these kids. Can we name these kids? I yes, want to name sure. these kids. Nerdy, Nerdy kid, boy Alex. No. <laughs> Great. This kid. Nerdy boy's name is Alex. No, that's it's canon not. Now. It doesn't have to be. Loud I'm boy. That's gonna be Nick what? for sure. <laughs> who said <Great>. I'm loud? <laughs> so now we got nice girl. What's her name gonna be? Something flowery. I feel like uh, a Delilah or like a. Oh, I like that. Um. Uh, no, you like Delilah? Yeah. Okay. Hey there, Delilah. Hey there, Delilah. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. That's probably how you spell it. Okay. No. Uh, then we got the nice girl's younger brother. What's like a kid name? Uh, Aiden. <laughs> 
If you can type fast enough in the comments, we'll take your comments. Oh, okay. Gotta find my <laughs> keyboard here. How do you spell Aiden? I feel like that's every like A-I-D-E-N. We already have an A name. We already have Alex. Oh, okay. So maybe Jaden? Uh Jackson. Ja- oh, that's like another Jackson. good one. Yeah. I like yeah. Jackson. I know. I literally just went to top 100 baby names of 2017. You got to spell it with an X. I think though. Jackson cool. is where it's at. Yeah. yeah. Jackson with an X because they have white parents. Yep. Okay. <laughs> white people. And now we got this mean girl name. Uh, she's uh, just like a tomboy, like a, like a, she's a good person, but she's like stands up for a friend. She's the, probably the toughest one out of all of them. Riley. Oh, that's a good one. I like that name. I do like Riley. Let's go with Riley. How do we spell it? Riley. So, r-i-l-e-y that'll work i was gonna go so we've got the nerdy kid and cameraman alex the <laughs> his best friend and the loud mouth of the group uh nick that doesn't feel right um <laughs> whatever sorry <laughs> we got this nice girl named delilah her younger brother aiden and then we've got uh jackson no wait her younger brother jackson yeah just that's what it was two. nick started typing randomly so now we have that yeah too. sorry um we got the nice, nice girl, younger brother, Jackson, and we've got Riley. Uh, what about the professor? What do we want to, does he need a name? I don't, he needs a, I think eventually he's going to need a name. He needs a last name, because you know how professors do that? Yeah. Like, I'm professor, be Smith. What's a, te- who's a teacher you guys liked? Last teacher that you can remember. Last teacher that I can remember that I actually liked. Sure. And in high school? Doesn't matter. Um, Michael, if you got something, you can go. All right, we've got uh, we've got Professor Tucker. There you go. Professor Tucker, I like there that. You go. Professor Tucker, who uh created this Mad Lab thing with their students, and it created these. It turned them into these spores. We find out. Yes. Um. Okay. So the story so far is we have a professor in college named Professor Tucker, who, in an attempt to find eternal youth, created a serum. And at first, it seemed like it was working because as they took the serum, they began to get younger. Um, But eventually, they realized that their serum wasn't exactly turning them younger or making their body younger. It was instead eating away at their age, right? Like making them... this This is a confusing part. Why does it make... Oh, no, no, no. It turned them older. They got it wrong. And it turned them older. Or you could make it like a thing, kind of like chemotherapy does with cancer patients. It eats the cancer, but it also eats part of you. Uh, Okay. So it's eating the old parts. Ate away their age. Yes. I think this is where I got confused with the kids. Because I think whatever happens to these people is what has to happen to the kids. Something similar. So if it does make them younger, then it has to make these kids younger too. And I don't think we want that. I think we want the kids to get older. The kids get older, yeah. They get older. The people that took the serum get older. But the mechanism of which is... um, So it was supposed to grant eternal youth and something went wrong and instead it made them age rapidly. Okay, Right. yeah, that'll work. They aged rapidly and eventually exploded into spores that infected the campus and made it unsafe for anyone to go on because if you were to somehow get these spores into your body... I don't think you have to breathe them in. I think it has to be some other way or else it'd be too easy. Um, I think maybe that's why other people have snuck in here and been okay. I think like if you ingest it or you like get a cut and it gets into the cut, I think that's how it has to happen. 
don't know. I feel like the big thing with mold, though, is that like it's so easy to take in. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the fear of it is like you're just like you have to figure out creative ways to not ingest the mold. A lot of yeah, urban explorers because be, it can be on food. It there can be in the air. It can but be what I what I am not so favorable about that is that there's no way for these people to escape it. So there's no hope for the audience. Like there's no hope for any of these kids to escape unharmed if it's like you walk in and you get it. Or suppose it's like an immunity oh. thing. Like, oh, you you know, you have mold in your house. Maybe you'd that, be a little bit. That takes a lot to explain yeah. away. Uh, I think point. that if like this spore has to be ingested, like it can't be, it, you can't pass it through the respiratory system. Like that's not how you get it. Like it has to like enter your bloodstream somehow. Like you touch it, it and whether then you like lick it. your hand or something, you pick your nose or something. Or like somebody <laughs> gets cut. <laughs> that's how it and gets then into it. Like you. gets into their cut. I think that's an interesting way of them getting ooh, it. Ooh, what? What if it's like a dust situation where it's like someone goes to like dust something off and blows it off and they blow it off into someone else's there face? Yeah, it like, like goes boom. into their mouth and like that's yeah, yeah. how it happens. Yeah, I love like that. <laughs> like it, go, it would have to be the little brother. Um, Ooh, I think the little brother sorry. gets cut. I think I like that's because he's not paying attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, this is kind of divergent, but I like no, the idea ahead. of the like because we still have to do like a haunted place and it like it, just being haunted by the spore isn't really that like doesn't in my mind cover it well enough okay i like the idea of uh the spore turning the little brother older and older and older and the little brother being the the monster that's haunting everything throughout the entire movie oh because they did and it's like at the end it's like him like as this decrepit old like creature I think that's um, I think that's good. I don't think it's at the end, but I think that we want to lead the audience into believing this is a haunted house. Yeah. And yeah. then find out that's not what you're meant to be afraid of. You're meant to be afraid of this contagion. Yes. That's happening. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm is taking that. But the I like, youth away from these kids. But I like the red herring of like the the haunt, the the monster being the younger brother that was infected. I think that's going to be a very large part of this. I think they're going to be running from this monster. And yeah. then eventually they're going to find him and it'll be like just in time for like them to find the old man and be like, who is this old man? He like gets like one breath out and it's like him saying Delilah or something. He's like, Del- Delilah. Yeah. Like something Delilah, like that. Help me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. I think there has to be like a. I think there has to be a moment where this little kid's scared and Delilah, he's like, I don't I don't think I want to do this. And Delilah's like here, like, we'll do this, like, thing where I give you this bracelet, this bracelet's gonna keep you safe. And he's like, Delilah, he reaches out, you see the bracelet on this old man's wrist. Oof, there and it is. And then he, like, turns yeah. to dust. Yeah, there it is. I like that. So I think that's where the old man kind of goes. Um, yeah. And you find out, like, oh, shit, this was so-and-so. And then I think it's gonna be a thing of finding out who else is infected and mm-hmm. realizing that, like, this infection uh, can control people in the group and force them to do things. I think that's why the old man, quote unquote, was stalking these people. I don't think it's until like the last moments of your life um, where I think we have to see something leave um, the old man's body. I think they trap the old man and I think we see something leave the old man's body. And that's when he like regains all of his memories and he's like Delilah, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, so because I think it's, it's got to be mind control of some sort. Not, that makes sense. Not necess- Does it have to be mind control? Because I feel like it could just be they're chasing clout. 
and they're back in this building again. They shouldn't be back in this building, but they're they're doing the vlog series. Okay. Well, I don't think they ever leave the building. I think this all takes place in one. Oh, one evening. Yeah, this is one night. Okay. I think. Okay. Um, the reason I said mind control is because I think there has to be a reason that somebody else in the group is trying to get people infected. What that reason is, I don't know. If not mind control. I don't know. I feel like I like the idea of them not necessarily trying to like the infection is all like happenstance. Like the infection is something that's going on that is the main source of the problems, but it's mm-hmm. not the main focus that you, or you're not led to believe it is the main focus throughout the entire thing. Yeah. What if these quote unquote spirits, which are like these, whatever it was in the 80s, what if they were laid dormant for a long time? And now that they have like create like now that they've fed again off of this younger brother, they can now take form or they can spread. Better yet, because what's the first thing like? I don't know what's that organism called. They mutate. Yeah, well, well, like you have something laying dormant for a while, then it gets food, and then it's like, oh, delicious! Now I'm going to expand. Yes, there's an organism that does that. I don't remember the name of it, but like that's that's like that's when the mold spore starts to go out of the school and maybe into the town a little bit, or like where's? I think. I think we don't spread it until the end because I think what the last scene that we're working towards is like, I think that Alex and Delilah escape and I think Delilah is bad, like bad off. And Alex still thinks he can save Delilah. So Alex takes Delilah to the hospital. There you go. And like, that's where things start to spread. There you go. Because she already has the mold, the mold spore, the infection. And she goes to the hospital henceforth spreading it more. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm Maybe I think what we're getting stuck on right now is the aging thing. Yeah. Because if this were just about like mold spores, we'd have this movie like. (laughs) Yeah. You know. (laughs) Okay, guys, take care of your bathrooms. Make sure you don't get it too wet. Can't be that. No. But I think in I think infection is such a hot topic right now. Yeah. Um. How do we feel about instead of doing this about aging, it's about infection? I like the idea of both. I you mean, could, yeah, I, I like both it. can simultaneously exist. I think. Yeah, like the the infection causes aging. Yeah, and the real I demon is aging. It's still itself. true. Yes. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. Do we? I feel like if we just do like just standard aging, like that's hitting the nail a little too head, like a little too on the nose. Uh, for like, like if we take if we think about like it follows, it's not about literally STDs. It's about a metaphor. For STD, so I like the idea of like the monster that's created. Like I like the idea of there being like a monster type creature that is generated from the spores. Um, that is like a grotesque depiction of aging. Okay, yeah, yeah almost like a straw man of like decrepit, hunched over a walker of some sort. Yeah, where it's like the entire face is both like wrinkled and sunken in, but everything is pulled taut with t- like thin skin. Ooh. Um, where it's like the, even like the fingernails have like grown out because they've been. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. It's like all the hair is like falling out, but there's still like some tufts. Um, I think that is our monster. I don't think it infects others. I don't think we're going to go with a uh, like a like an 
like a thing kind of a movie where it's like infecting each and every one of them and taking them out one by one. (laughs) I think this is about the kids versus the monster. I think we don't find out until the end that the monster is actually uh, Jackson. Right. But when we find it out, that's the moment where it's like the monster has taken uh, the monster has taken Nick. The monster has taken Riley. All that's left are um, Alex and Delilah and the monster's grown stronger, but there's still a little hint of Jackson in there. Um, And that's what finally, like as he reaches out, like in that moment of clarity and Delilah's trying to coax her brother back from wherever this monster has taken it. I think Jackson finally dies off and the monster takes complete control. And that's when Delilah gets like grabbed. And then Alex has to fight to free her and they end up escaping in the hospital and then you slowly start to see the first signs that delilah also has it and that now it's escaped mm-hmm. out yeah, into I, the world yeah i like that a lot and i like the idea of like the mind control-esque thing being like an extremely like disgusting uh projection of like dementia mm. yes i do like that as well and i think that instead of the entire class i think we can take the class out of it the class leaves i think this is just the professor i think the professor is that other entity that jackson's fighting against yeah 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 they're not fighting against what if he kind of is if if that makes sense what if the professor i think, experiment- no, I think jackson and this professor quote unquote or this entity that was once the professor i think they're fighting over jackson's body oh yeah, like because he has become like a vampiristic entity who is draining the life out of uh, out of Jackson in an attempt to reclaim yeah, as om- his as almost like a biological parasite. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I really like that. OK, I think we got the beginning part and the ending part. Yeah, do, but I, do I, I also part? like the idea. I like the idea of like at the end. So like they like they are able to defeat jackson's everyone's still sad and like all this stuff they need to go to the hospital for their wounds and everything and i like the idea of like them all finding out that they're all infected oh yeah there you go i think all that's left is alex and delilah at the end there you go yeah yeah but I, i like the idea of there being like no hope in the end like no matter what they did like they are not saved and it's just going to like become a bigger problem how do we feel about it delilah and alex escaping in this like confusing action thing and they make it out and there's this moment where delilah and alex kiss right and uh after that we reveal that delilah's been infected so it's like alex made it out scot-free delilah we thought made it out scot-free but delilah's infected and for those who like start thinking about they're like oh shit like Alex ingested it through Delilah when they kissed. Yeah. I almost like the idea of this happening, not like after they did it, but like at a moment where Alex needed like bravery, like she kissed him and like she was already infected. And it's through that moment of like elation that we, as the audience get of like, yeah, you can do it, Alex, where it's like at the week we take and twist that moment and like, oh no, that's where shit went wrong. Mm -hmm. I like that. So that's like during the final fight. I think we've already revealed that. I think that um, Riley and Nick, I think they both were also like fed on. But I think it's more of a way of like Jackson is the host. And now to uh, maintain this form, 
that Dr. Tucker has like become through Jackson. He has to continually eat and like that's the only way he can survive. Yeah. So we yeah. show like him eating Nick, him eating Riley. And then we lure um him into a spot with Delilah and it is Alex's job to then trap Delilah or to then trap the monster. Once they've successfully trapped the monster, that's when we find out, oh shit, this was Jackson the whole time. Hmm. Um, this is like yeah. what has happened to Jackson. Um, and Delilah has that moment of like weakness where it's like, that's my brother. Um, mm. But I think in that moment where they're trapping, uh, they're trapping this monster. I think right before that to give Alex the confidence he needs to like go through with this plan that Delilah's come up with. That's when the kiss happens. Mm -hmm. And I think even earlier on in the movie, I think, that Delilah gets like scratched or something by uh, the monster or maybe maybe she's the one who gets scratched by like a rusted nail. And that's how we find out that like it's already in her. Yeah, like we the whole idea being that like you can it, like take it in by like any sort of like means. It's just like you don't know what it is that is actually like causing this to happen. It's just something happened to them so, like mm -hmm. dust being blown in Jackson's face um delilah like maybe cutting her foot and then tripping into like a like onto like a dusty pile of like old school uniforms or something or or yeah. having to like or i don't know just like or like uh, yeah i don't know there's lots of things you could do with that yeah i think there's a, a clear sign that um like you're infected i think that like obviously it's the rapid aging right <laughs> there you go yeah. so so I think that we start to see signs of that. Like, what's the first thing that happens when you start to get older that is like obvious? And it's like, oh, you've started aging, right? Um, uh, I'm trying to think. It's a weakness, I guess. Muscle weakness and like. But it has yeah, to be something visual yeah, because this is that's a movie. A good point. Yeah, like we could go with wrinkles. We could go with like hair turning gray. We but something that like, like they can notice on Delilah and be like, oh shit, you're infected. Oh, gray hair. How about that? That happens. Losing your hair a little bit and then. Yeah, but it's I do kind of like that idea of like, oh, I found a gray hair and then suddenly all of their hair is gray. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, because I'm aging a little sooner. Yeah. And you blink your eyes. Because like, that's like a moment that we all have. where like, oh, I just found a gray hair. And like, that's your freak out moment. It's like, oh, I found a gray hair. I'm getting old. <laughs> but like, this is literally the freak out moment where it's like they have a gray hair. They're getting old. The reason I say this is because I think at the end at the hospital, um, I don't think Delilah makes it out of the college campus i no. think instead um they find like the passed out body and the burning campus like alex's passed out body the burning campus he's like in a hospital bed he wakes up like his parents are there talking to the nurse or whatever and he like uh picks up the camera and he just like starts recording for whatever reason that we can work out later but i think uh what like the mom walks over and she's like like rubbing his head and like the nurse is talking and then she like looks down and does that mom thing where she like plucks a hair and she's like look i found a gray hair you must be getting older and like the realization sets in and that's our fade to black moment no or that's our like cut to black yeah where it's like oh shit alex has a gray hair yeah i love it when horror movies just end with like everything <laughs> went to shit yeah like you like you giving you that moment of like oh cool they made it out alive everything's good but actually everything's still Everything's worse than it was before. Oof. Yeah. A real tragedy. Okay, we got five minutes left. I'm going to give a very 
I'm going to give a, a brief summary of what all this movie is. Uh, I don't think we're going to record a trailer. I think this is going to be it. Because <laughs> okay, um, there's just a lot to try to fit into a trailer, you know? Right. Especially an audio-only trailer. So this is the story uh, that we came up with. So In a world. It starts back. Got to do that part. Okay, yeah. Give me the, give me the in the world, yeah, Michael. Michael. In a world. Uh, back, in, back in the 1980s, there was a doctor by the name of uh, Professor Tucker. PhD, who was attempting to come up with a formula to grant eternal life, um, being inspired by the Philosopher's Stone, the Everchase for Youth, uh, and couldn't get funding. Her class completely abandoned her. I think it's a girl. I just decided. Yep. Okay. Um, All right. And like she, instead of finding a test subject, she tests this potion on herself. Um, and we don't know what happens after that. Instead, we open up to a found footage through an iPhone of a kid waking up. He turns on his phone, starts recording. He's got bedhead. He turns it around, and uh, we see a pile of sheets on the floor, and it's his friend who he kicks, and he's like, come on, man, wake up. Like, we don't got all day. He gets up. He walks over to his computer. He checks his YouTube account, his YouTube views, stuff like that, uh, and his friend comes over and goes, how we doing today? He's like, oh, we got like a, a certain number of views, so and so. Like, we're doing good, but we're gonna do great once we do this like big Halloween scare. And he's like, all right, well, get ready. And like, there's that jovial joking and like bullying that you do with your friends. Mm -hmm. Cut to them riding their bikes. They ride up to a house and on the porch, we're introduced to the rest of the gang of characters, um, including Delilah, this very nice girl, uh, her best friend, whose name is Riley, who's this kind of tougher, meaner, like more thick skinned. Um, girl and her little brother Jackson who is like timid and he's like playing on his phone or playing on a switch or something and they're all getting ready to go and Delilah looks back at her brother and we hear like them talking and they're like yeah let's just bring him he's like really I can come like thank you guys so much he like picks up his bike and still got like training wheels or something like he's young right so they all we show them all riding their bikes. The sun's kind of getting low and they ride up to a public library. At the public library, they pull out this like old dusty map. They unfurl it. It's the entire town that they live in, right? We'll call it like West Chase or something. The town of West Chase, yeah. sure. Uh, we'll put in Maryland because uh, that's where everything, Stephen King puts yeah. all of his stuff. So Everything scary happens in Maryland or Maine. I think it's Maine. It's always I think Maine. Maine is where he puts yeah. all his stuff. So this is, this is uh, West Chase, Maine, where this is happening. Uh, they unfurl the map. They're like pointing out places. They're discussing that. Oh, like we already did that last year. We did that two years ago. No, we did that three years ago. We're running out of places. There's only one place left. He's like, no, we're not going there. And Jackson's like, why not? This like little boy's like, why not? Why not go there? You guys been to all these other places. And that's when they tell the tale of like the haunted school and the bad experiments that happened and the doctor who went crazy and like killed all of her students. We don't know what's true and what's not, but it's all to scare this little kid. And I think all of this is happening through Nick, who's like trying to scare the crap out of this little kid. He's the loud mouth who doesn't shut up. And I think Riley's the one who shuts him up. I think in this moment, we uh, plant the fear that stops him from going in and puts the bracelet on his arm. Um, in the next scene where they are out in front of this uh, college and they're trying to convince Jackson to go in with them because it's too late now they can't turn back they can't take Jackson back home so Delilah gives uh, her prize bracelet to Jackson saying that it's going to keep him safe right 
and I think that's a weight that is important for the ending of this movie. Um, Delilah promises that Jackson's going to be safe. So they go in. Um, they're exploring. I think Nick, like, blows on something and blows dust right into Jackson's face, and we get that constant, like, like where he's, like, blowing it out of his mouth and stuff. Um, and then after a while, Jackson wanders off, and we're left wondering, like, where did Jackson go? And now the search for Jackson begins in this haunted, spooky house. Uh, where we believe, like, this ghost of this old professor is. And there are a couple of jump scares here and there. Uh, there's a lot that needs to be worked out visually in these scenes, so not a lot that we can, like, write right now for plot purposes, but we eventually find this, like, figure. It's, like, old and grotesque and doesn't know who it is or where it is, but it's, like, attacking the kids and slowly, one by one, picking off these kids. Um, and as... It kind of continues on. They're picked off and picked off until it's just Nick and Delilah who come up with a plan to trap this monster um, and hopefully kill it. And in being too afraid to do this, uh, Delilah's desperate. She wants to find her brother. She wants to make sure her brother's safe. She promised her brother that he would stay safe. Um, she's trying to convince Alex on board and kisses him to give him that inspiration. And they eventually trap the monster uh, as it's trapped, they get it in actual good light and are able to kind of see remnants of what is left of Jackson's clothes. And most importantly, an arm reaching out and this old, frail voice who can only remember how to say one word, and that's Delilah. Like, Delilah. Delilah. And like, the hand reaches out, we see the bracelet, and Delilah's face is just like absolutely petrified <laughs> um, and upset as she realizes that the promise that she made to her brother she didn't keep she didn't keep him safe and she wants to fix him she wants to help like she wants to get him out of here and in doing so she's like crying and like desperately trying to like free her brother who like clearly still remembers her and Alex is like begging like no please don't don't do it like don't and I think in that moment Delilah is taken and eaten and we see like the full on like as this movie is coming to its absolute climax like what this beast has been doing to these kids like the, the old face of Jackson like hinges open and like just like straight in the whole kid as it like slams back down and starts looking around and I think Alex starts to run and the chase goes on and it's hard to follow because this is found footage but Alex eventually uh, I think trips on something cuts something and then makes it out and that's when like somehow a fire gets started and the campus begins to burn down uh, behind Alex and the fire department shows up and some cops show up and they find Alex. Alex passes out the camera goes black as it like tumbles to the ground and the next time it's picked up we're like in a nice clean white hospital room um, and Alex has his phone again and it's recording but he's like it's the front facing camera and he's like trying to make it stop. Like he was trying to find the footage. He's like, no, I swear it's like right here. Hold on, I just, I accidentally started my camera. Like just hold on, I have the footage. I can show you what happened. And like the camera rests as like the the nurse like comes in and the mom's like, just hold on, just settle down. Just like calm down. I'm just happy you're okay. Like we'll figure this out. Just let's listen to the doctor. And the doctor's like, well, there are a couple of bumps and scratches. Like not much is wrong with uh with alex he should be good to go like in the next couple days we're gonna run some blood tests just to make sure because he got a nasty scrape on his way out uh just because there's a lot of mold in there we want to make sure that like he's safe and 
they take samples of his blood, which I think is how like we're gonna allude to this thing's gonna keep spreading. Um, mm-hmm. And the mom is like, "See, you're gonna be okay." And she like plucks a hair, and it's gray, which is like now our well-known uh, key to know that like you've been infected is if you have this gray hair, um, which at some point Delilah had, and that's why she wanted to like kill this beast because she knew that she wasn't gonna make it out. Yeah. So we find out it that he has this gray hair cut to black roll credits that's the movie we did it yeah and we only did it with four more minutes than we meant to (laughs) (laughs) well to be fair most of that was all the synopsis yes 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 you're right guys i think that's pretty good i think it's pretty good too I I, i love the idea of a monster being an analogy or a metaphor for like aging yeah yeah and i think i think m night just released a movie that did that called old but it's oh, not well. anything like this so because ours chloe is better is chloe's been listening this whole time let's bring chloe up and see what she thinks about what we've created i think it's fair to get her opinion <laughs> chloe good hello Hi. good hey what do you think of our good. of our movie this is pretty good i yeah. like it i would watch it great <laughs> I like uh, that the character that you named after yourself got to kiss the pretty girl. I didn't name that character. Nick did. <laughs> All right. It was a split second decision. I regret you it. You decided I said nerdy, to kiss the girl, though. I said nerdy kid, and he said Alex. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> we missed the chance to name the main character Tollhouse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Toll the House. main character's name is Tollhouse. I'm sorry, guys. I know I just said Alex a whole bunch, but... <laughs> In your continuity in your head, that guy's name now is Tollhouse. Sorry, Tollhouse, it yeah. always has been Tollhouse. We just didn't know it until just now. His name is Tollhouse. That <laughs> I'll go is back fact. in. Every time you say Alex, I'll be like, Tollhouse. Tollhouse. <laughs> or just edit out Tollhouse and edit in this. Alex, Alex, Alex. There, that'll give you a couple There's to work with. in this yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, <laughs> with all the elements that you had to weave in there, I think you made a really good did we story. Did them all? I wasn't checking. I hope we did. We like the only kind one of that hit we, a few, but like the only one that I think we it didn't, got away from the vampire thing. It well, became like a different story, kind of. Yeah, it was more like a vampiric entity, not like yeah. a vampire. In and yeah, itself. not in like a, the traditional like may soak your blood kind of oh, sense. Oh, no, but I think that we still kind of worked it in, so I'm counting it. Uh, the let's split up happens in the middle part that we didn't get a lot of the meat from, yeah. but it does happen right. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think you know the, for the for, thing three, was for three for three. What was it called? Trope. Trope. That was that was the I think thing. For, we got the trope. We got the YouTuber trope. Like what? Yeah. Check. I think for <laughs> just three who's a what's it to talk about entertainment every week, I think that was pretty solid, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Surprised. Like, happy We're Halloween, on. folks. And two guys who don't really watch horror movies. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. We're horrific. I think that's okay. pretty good for <laughs> we we had a lot of hoops to jump through. I think we got yeah, through them. Yeah, we all. did. Whew. Okay. So, if you liked our movie, let us know. There are a couple of different ways you can do that. Please go film it. <laughs> if you want to make this movie, uh, and you want to pay cool. for give me it, twenty bucks. Reach out you, to us. Go do it. If you want to make this, if you want to make this movie, give us money. Um, <laughs> but there are a couple of different ways you can get in contact with us. Uh, the the first and tried and truest way is to email us. Our email is entertainthispodcast at gmail.com you can also go to our website it's entertainthis.net scroll all the way to the bottom there's a little questionnaire there that you can fill out say whatever you want to us in that questionnaire it, we we read all of them um i've read every single one so far sorry so that's fun <laughs> hey it's it's lit oh, okay uh yeah it's great 
So there are other ways you can reach out, like on Twitter, we are entertain underscore this, or you can find us on Instagram, we're entertain this podcast, all one word. We also have a Facebook page, it's podcast entertain this. You can find us there. There's just a lot. You can also find us on all your streaming platforms. And if you would be so kind, leave us a review on iTunes, say that you like our show, say that you thought this was scary, say that you like the uh, Halloween spooktacular that we just did. Uh, and we also have a YouTube channel. It's entertain this. We put all of our video episodes up there. Be awesome if you guys could like and subscribe and click the bell notification to get, you know, notifications every time that we upload, which is often. So that would be all that. That's all. That's it. And anyway, here's here's the closing line. Are you guys ready? Uh, do it. I have to bring back my character from the opening to close it. Where's my hatchet? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do it full circle. Here we go. Entertain us so we can scare you and you can entertain this. <laughs> See you next Halloween. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. This episode of Entertain This was written by Nick Mustakangas, Michael Savoya, Chloe Price, and Alex Steele. Our theme music is Rushable by Aaron Spencer, with interstitial music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes, and thanks for listening. <laughs>